0: My opening segment, folks, is proud and sponsored by Haifa Hookah Lounge. Haifa Hookah Lounge, the official hookah lounge of Sebi's podcast. Zeus and the entire gang has already invited the community. Located in downtown Sanford, beer, wine, food, music specials, as well as entertainment. So if you're out there, they invited all of us to be out there. And this is my opening segment here in Sebi's podcast. Welcome, guys. Welcome, guys, back to another special edition here of Sebby's Podcast with your host, Sebi here. And you guys already know the slogan. Whether you're listening on air or online, Sebi's Podcast is wherever you go. We're back at it again, and we're doing an NFL Week 3 recap. And what a weekend. What a weekend full of parody, mayhem, and upsets. And this is what we live for as NFL Consumers and NFL fans. We live for these moments where we see all of these upsets and ups and downs. And essentially, this is what we live for as consumers. But first, we'll start off with the parody. The Titans beat the Jags. The Patriots lose to the Lions. And maybe the biggest of them all The Buffalo Bills. (laughs) I want you guys to think about this. The Buffalo Bills. defeat The Minnesota Vikings. How big is that? How big of a win that is for Sean McDermott's coaching life? He was in a hot seat for the Buffalo Bills. And how big is that win for Coach McDermott? Facing 0-2 not having a quarterback. Josh Allen out of nowhere comes up in Minneapolis and comes up with a dynamic performance like that. And it's just mind-boggling a thing. Two rushing TDs, two over the air, and they just had Purple Monster fans in that stadium just baffled and shell-shocked. Even I was shell-shocked and I don't think you guys know how big of uh, the the big how big of the magnitude of that upset was no it it wasn't you know Argentina defeating the US in 04 in the Olympics big no it wasn't when you know Buster Douglas defeating Tyson in the heavyweight matchup it, it wasn't that big or or even, no, it wasn't as big as the Miracle of Ice in the 80s when the U.S. beat the Soviets in the Winter Games in the 80s. It wasn't that big. But boy, I tell you, it's right up there. It's pretty darn close. Coming into that game, the Buffalo Bills were a 17-point underdog. The Minnesota Vikings were an overwhelming favorite to not only beat the Buffalo Bills, but I mean beat up and destroy and annihilate and stomp on the Buffalo Bills. I mean, the Buffalo Bills didn't have remotely any chance to even be competitive in that game. And yet, what do they do? Backs against the walls. Josh Allen against all scrutiny, against all odds. On the road, against the Purple Monsters, one of the league's best, fonded defenses. Has two rushing on the ground and throws for two up in the air. Kirk Cousins, a bad day. Mike Zimmer, baffled and astonished by what's going on. The defense... All out of sorts, not knowing what is what hit them. And the Buffalo Bills go to Minnesota and win a game. How mind boggling is that? Yes, it wasn't Monte Ginobili in Argentina beating the US men's national team in 04. Big. No, it wasn't the miracle on ice when the U.S. beat the Soviets in the 80s. And no, it wasn't Buster Douglas beating the uh, Tyson. But boy, I tell you, that's mighty darn close. Nobody, and I tell you, nobody seen this coming. Nobody at all seen this coming. And let us know what you think about that. And we'll start off here with one of the more surprises in the NFL. The 3-0 Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins, led by Adam Gase, who's returning into this season on a coach's hot seat. First two seasons. Got the Dolphins into being relevant again. They went 10-6 under the instruction and quarterback of Ryan Tannehill and last year we all know that the Miami Dolphins lost Tannehill for the entire season the whole debacle with Matt Moore and Jake Cutler as their quarterback and everything just fell down south but this year there's been a new resurgence and perhaps are the Miami Dolphins actually real Ryan Tannehill's back. Kenyon Drake is a bona fide running back now, full time. No more having to split carries with, um, you know, Jay Ajayi, who's been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. So it has you thinking. Is really the Miami Dolphins for real? 3-0. They've got speedsters all around. Bobo Wilson, Jakeem Grant, Kenyon Drake, who can run the football and also pass catch out of the backfield. And Danny Amendola from the New England Patriots, a great free agent acquisition. It seems as if that the defense has come into into its own, especially, uh, you know, a really revamped secondary. When you think about Pro Bowler Rashad Jones, Number one round pick that they picked up this year's draft, 11th overall in Minka Fitzpatrick out of Alabama, and then Xavier Howard. Folks, if you guys don't know who Xavier Howard is, he might just put you on the notice. Xavier Howard out of Clemson, a four-year starter at corner for the Miami Dolphins, has just made a name for himself throughout these last couple weeks. Last year, we all know that he picked off Tom Brady twice in that big Monday night game down there in Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. But boy, Xavier Howard. Whoa, I did not even see that coming. Two interception out of Derek Carr last Sunday. The Miami Dolphins seemingly just seemingly look to ascend themselves now in the AFC East but are they really for real that's what we don't get Xavier Howard is good I think he's a stud, I think he's well on his way to being a pro bowler this season Rashad Jones is, is, a, is a bona fide safety in the NFL and I think he's under the radar I think he's extremely underrated at his position at what he does And then, of course, you've got Minka Fitzpatrick, the darling, the star out of Alabama, the lockdown, shutdown corner. So all of a sudden, perhaps, and only perhaps, do the Miami Dolphins have a shutdown secondary. Are they the new team, the new regime, the renaissance of the AFC East? New England is a fading team. New England isn't looking good. The Bills, even though they won against the Minnesota Vikings, we don't think they'll be competitive in the division. The New York Jets are starting a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, who is very good, and Sam Darnold. And the Jets do have a great defense. But there are times that they do have lapses. And we saw that against the Browns. This is a young team in the Jets who are very good and are very young, but are inexperienced. And that inexperience showed against the Browns. So you ask yourself, will there be a new team in the AFC East crowned as division champions? And that's to be determined. That I don't know. That I I don't know yet. Week four, this week four coming up, Miami heads and travels to Foxboro in New England to take on the Patriots. Now the Patriots haven't looked good thus far. One and two. Tom Brady. Offensive line may shake and issues. They've lost Nate Solder. Lack of talent at the wide receiver position. Not being able to remotely bring pressure from the defensive side of football on their defensive end in the trenches. And their defense under Bill Belichick looks out of sorts and looks anemic. So the Patriots haven't looked good. So I put the Miami Dolphins on the hot seat this week. If the Miami Dolphins are really good, show me. I say show me. If you are for real, as they think they are, because they are partying down in South Beach. And there's news and journalists down there in the Miami Herald that the Miami Dolphins think that they're for real and they're ready to surpass and overthrow and dethrone Belichick and Brady for the AFC East. If that is entirely so, show me. Week four in Foxboro in a hostile environment, in a place where Ryan Tannehill has struggled, in a place where Adam Gase, as a head coach of the Miami Dolphins, have struggled, in a place where the Miami Dolphins as a franchise has struggled. Go to Foxboro and show me what you've got. Will the Miami Dolphins be competitive? And this is the question. Week four. I put the hot seat on the Miami Dolphins. Show me that you are for real. Don't go up there and start chirping and not backing it up and then get blasted at New England and then go back in Miami into the Miami Herald and talk to media and a press conference and journalists and tell them that, oh, we're for real. Because if you do want to be competitive in the division, it starts now. And it starts right now. And it starts in New England week four. If you want to be competitive and show that you're ascending and show that, hey, we are the team to beat now in the AFC East while New England is starting to work in things out and figure their identity. Miami, I'm calling you guys out. Adam Gase, I'm calling you guys out. Ryan Tannehill, I'm calling you guys out. Cameron Wake, I'm calling you out. Minka Fitzpatrick, Xavier Howard, Rashad Jones, the entire... Uh, uh, Frank Gore, who doesn't play much. I'm calling you guys out, and I want to see if the Miami Dolphins are for real. Go ahead inside an in a hostile environment in New England and get the win. And we're going to know a lot about this Miami team this week. Because they haven't played anybody thus far. You beat the Raiders. You beat the Jets, and you beat the Titans with Blaine Gabbard. So, are the Miami Dolphins are for real? We're going to find out this week. In other thoughts, the Kansas City Chiefs. My, my, my. The Kansas City Chiefs, led by, under the instruction of Andy Reid, A quarterback that just Falled from the heavens Right into their lap In Patrick Mahomes Who has just taken the league by storm Patrick Mahomes 12 touchdowns Zero interceptions Through three weeks That ties him With Peyton Manning In the 2013 season As the quarterback For the Denver Broncos Most all time By a quarterback In a three week stretch Patrick Mahomes Has just put Eye-popping numbers. I mean, out of this world, another stratosphere. How he's playing, and and we all know this. We all know this with Andy Reid. Andy Reid back in his days in Philly with Donovan McNabb, and uh, as well as with Michael Vick, a quarterback guru, a running back-friendly offense that you know receivers and tight ends and running backs thrive in. And, and, and actually benefit off of. And, and quarterback-friendly driven offense for quarterbacks as well. Very innovative, very creative on how his playbook is. And Patrick Mahomes, whoa. <laughs> I did not see this coming. And pre-NFL scouts before, when he got drafted from Texas Tech, people were saying he's got a gunslinger's mentality. His projected upside can be Brett Favre. And I was just like, come on, stop it. There will never be another Brett Favre. But whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not see this coming. Patrick Mahomes. Dual threat quarterback. Not your conventional quarterback. Drop step, under center, or a shotgun. More of the read option. More of, you know, taking what the defense gives him. More of the triple option type offense. You know, unblock the defensive end. Let him make a play. Whether he's going to go with the running back or whether he's going to go and and attack the quarterback. Whether he's going to pass the football or whether he's going to run the football. That type of offense that Andy Reid's running. And that type of offense suits the intangibles of Patrick Mahomes. And whoa, I mean, this guy is unbelievable right now. Number one in the NFL in QBR. Number one in the NFL in touchdowns. Number one in the NFL in touchdown to interception ratio. By far a top two candidate for league MVP. Now I know it's early and the jury is still on Kansas City because Kansas City is a team that's been in the playoffs and have seen success and have thrived in success but has faltered in big games in the postseason. And Andy Reid, great coach, Hall of Famer. Hands down, but has not won a Lombardi and has not won the big games. And that has been the big knock on him and his Achilles hero throughout his great tenure as an NFL head coach. Kansas City. My, my, my. Are they loaded in all facets, in all phases on offense? Patrick Mahomes. Kareem Hunt, who will go hunting on your defense. Tyreek Hill. Oh, boy. Folks, just thinking about Tyreek Hill gives me a nightmare. I saw Devin Hester play. And as great as Devin Hester was, I must say, as a consumer watching the NFL, and if I were a player on special teams, a punter or a kicker, I would say Tyreek Hill strikes fear on me more than any other opposing player in the entire NFL. As great as Devin Hester was, he was he's not Tyree Kill. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill is, is as good as Devin Hester in punt returns and kick return. But what separates them is his dynamic playmaking ability if you put him in the backfield, if you put him in the X in a slot, if you put him out wide in the Y. He could beat you on. He's a burner. He could beat you on top of your defense. He could beat you on slants. And if you miss a tackle, he's gone for eighty yards. How do you game plan? How do you stop a guy like that? Devin Hester was great, but boy, Tyree Kill is just another stratosphere. And I think I'm going on a limb here, but it, the way that Tyree Kill is right now, I it, 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 he's tied with Gale Sayers for thirteen. Touchdowns on special teams. Thirteen touchdowns on only special teams. That hasn't been done since the merger in 1950. Gale Sayers. <laughs> you guys not even know who Gale Sayers is. I don't either. I wasn't born at that era. But man, when you look and 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 you think about stats like that, and you're in the same sentence at Gale Sayers. <laughs> That's one bad man in Tyreek Hill. And honestly, I don't know how teams game plan for him. And I think he's well on his way to walk himself in the Hall of Fame. With this, you know, stretch that he's on. I mean, think about it. This man has 13 touchdowns on just special teams. Eight touchdowns since 2015 of over 50 yards or plus. That's number one in the NFL in that stretch since 2016. And then you've got Kelsey as a tight end in that Kansas City offense, who is a top three tight end in the NFL. I mean, you could say that Jimmy Graham has been uh, has downgraded himself uh, because of malproduction and malpractice at the quarterback position thus far. But Hunt, Hill, Kelsey, and, and you're looking at Kansas City and they're putting up 30. 35, 40, some weeks, 45, 50 up on the scoreboard. And I'm not saying that this, this team won't come down to earth because do I think Patrick Mahomes is good? Yes. Do I think he's going to keep up this stretch? No, of course. We're all human. He's going to come down to earth. But 45, 50 touchdowns on the pace that he's going right now isn't out of the room. Kansas City leading the league in points is not out of the realm maybe the LA Rams may have something to say about that with their potent offense as well and Sean McVay but you know that's to be determined the Kansas City Chiefs potentially being the number one seed in the AFC that's not out of the realm now would I favor them over New England in the postseason no Would I favor them against Pittsburgh, although Pittsburgh is having their issues right now? No. Why? Because they've shown in past seasons that they're not to be trusted in the postseason. So the jury is still on Kansas City. But boy, I tell you, they'll be awfully tough to beat. And they'll be awfully tough to game plan and stop. Because Patrick Mahomes will throw the ball away before he, he, he makes a mistake. He'll run and scramble and pick up a couple yards, maybe five or six yards before he makes a mistake. And Andy Reid teams, at least in the regular season, don't beat themselves. They're disciplined, they're composed, they know how to fight through adversity, and they game plan and study their teams and game plan every Sunday for their opponents. And they have a top three head coach in Andy Reid. So the Kansas City Chiefs aren't going to beat up themselves. We'll see if they continue this ride in a very, very competitive AFC West. With Joey Bosa coming back on the defense. So hopefully, maybe the Chargers can be there. The Denver Broncos with Vaughn Miller and Case Keenum. Ultimately, the Chiefs have the best talent in that division, I'd say. But, boy, I tell you, at least in the regular season, thus far, the Chiefs are going to be tough to beat. Not sure about the postseason success yet, but in the regular season, I'll tell you guys, they're going to put up 30, 35, some weeks 40, 45. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs for you. We'll see if Eric Berry comes back because the defense is a little bit suspect. And pro bowler Eric Berry does make a significant difference, especially in that back end in the secondary. But offensively, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be tough to stop. And this is Sebby's Podcast.